Yo, hope you're having a dope day and thank you for tuning in. This is the Sneaker People Pod and I am Chris Chu. For those wondering, yes, this is a The Sneaker Podcast presentation. So shout out to the TSP crew. This episode, we are welcoming a very special guest, someone everyone will be excited to meet, Jimmy Offshore, General Manager of StockX Canada. Welcome again to the show, Jimmy. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Super excited to be here, Chris. I mentioned again because, as always on the Sneaker Podcast, we, we like to throw in some audio issues. Uh, keep it exciting. Bit, you know. We got to question one and we had to backtrack. But anyways, Jimmy, I gave the people your title. Maybe you can give everyone else a little bit more information about yourself. Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, First and foremost, I'll start off with um, just my current tenure here at StockX. I've been here for about eight months, um, you know, uh, been pretty awesome over the last little bit. Uh, we're obviously really excited to get um, up and going and launching here in Canada. But I would say uh, I spent the last decade really working with mid to large tier enterprises within the e-commerce space in a very similar business model. So when you look at a buy and sell marketplace, uh, that's something that I thrived in. And, you know, in my past lives, I was a head of marketing for sports for uh, a previous company. Um, but essentially really been in the whole digital e-commerce marketing space for, for the past decade. I guess you're pretty up to date on everything. An attribute that bodes well for the sneaker community. I want to ask you, what gets you excited in the sneaker world right now? You know, I would probably say just what we're seeing in this day and age, the, the collaboration between musical artists to, you know, collaborations within uh, fashion and sneakers. Um, I think the most recent example of that era is probably the deconstructed look and feel of the Jordan lineup uh, with the off-white collaboration that, you know, Virgil Abloh has done. I think he's done a phenomenal job. I mean, when you look at just the, the remakes or, or the renditions of the Jordan 4s and 5s that came out this year, that blend of, you know, modern contemporary culture were woven into this unique classic silhouette of what we know as, you know, Jordans and as speed dunks. I mean, uh, it, it's phenomenal to see, right? It's more of like a piece of artwork versus just another Jordan release. The use of yeah. the different materials, textures, you know, rustic cutout patterns. It really gives people a sense that they can actually take the sneaker, cut out certain pieces and make it unique to themselves. So I think that alone gets me excited. So I guess you have an eye for fashion, style. That's it's kind of your lane. I guess we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, styles, what have you been chasing yourself? Like uh, in terms of sneakers, streetwear? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, big, like, when I look at just the, the fall releases that are coming out, I'm looking for the big uh, oversized fit, um, snuggy type sweater. So mm. I think some of the essential lineups that came out midsummer that are already extending into the fall winter, that's something that I'm looking for. Just want to cozy up in a nice fuzzy, um, you know, sweater, uh, throw on some <laughs> sweatpants and, you know, throw my Jordan ones on. Um, so that's kind of an overall outfit that I, I love. I mean, if you're looking at shoes in general, um, I pretty much chase releases every single week. Um, I think last week I picked up the the 380 Cal sites. I picked up the natural 350 yeah. B2s for the wife and, uh, the Jordan 5s in the sale colorway came out. I picked that up and I already had the black. It's just something about those sneakers that I, I just wanted to pick up. So, I mean, I'm the off white pair, the off white pair. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you end up grabbing those? I uh, I went gunning for them, but I missed the target. Oof, you got an L. 
it, it's okay. It's fine. Well, Chris, it's fun. You, well, now you got you know, you got a connection. Now you just got to hit me up, right? Yeah, it, if it's <laughs> that easy, you let me know and watch out. Your phone's gonna start blowing it up. Oh yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. No, I was gonna say those are just some of the most recent examples from the list of sneakers that you mentioned that you're going for. I guess your style's a bit eclectic. You have like a lot of different tastes. What sneaker best represents your sneaker past, like your journey into to becoming the StockX Canada general manager? Oh man, so I'm going to throw this back like Montel Jordan um, from the 90s, if any of your audiences are that uh, old enough to remember. Yeah, um, we got but all kinds. I would say it's really paying homage to the original Reebok pumps. I know this is not on everyone's holy grail list. Uh, these came out early, I want to say 1990. And these were specifically the, the Reebok pump Omni light. So this is the white with the orange with the basketball in the middle that was pure orange. I know there was a few colorways there. And I think when they released it in 1990, they were actually the highest price sneaker on the market by, I want to say like 70 Canadian dollars. And I was mm-hmm. just astounded by the technology, like put your foot in there, you pump it four or five times. And, you know, depending whether um, you're a size up or down, I mean, really it gave you a comfortable fit. And I think I was probably seven years old and as a single child, my mind, my mind just wandered all over the place. And I was thinking to myself, Hey, if I deconstructed the shoe and tore it apart, I'm probably make my own sneaker and make it profitable. But I think my mom at the time, you know, paid like 200 some dollars for me. I don't think that would fly, but um, I think that was one pinnacle, uh, a sneaker that was uh, definitely near dear to my heart. And I think the second, again, not on the Holy grail of folks, it would have to be the LA gear lights. I don't know if you remember those, Chris, the ones that light up. Exactly. Not the ones. Yes. 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 So again, early nineties, you know, people might say, Hey, Jordan ones, SB dunks, but um, you know, evidently this was probably my first flex. So here, let me paint the story. I'll keep it brief. I was in grade five. We had a spare teacher at the time. So you know what that meant? You, you see that huge metal, <laughs> metal trolley coming down on four dolly wheels with a VCR and a TV. It was movie time, right? The lights were off. We're about to have movie time. And then, um, I walk in late to class and right away I I go in there. My feet are flickering with this ambient light glowing on the back of my heel. And all I heard was oohs and ahs coming from the dark as folks kind of got to admire the unorthodox uniqueness of whatever UFO mechanism I had on my feet. So that was a unintended flex, but nonetheless a a memorable one um, from, from fifth grade. So, so you were a hype beast. Little Jimmy was a hype beast. Hype beast since grade five. Yeah. And, Throw that on a t-shirt. Uh, so we'll jump from little Jimmy with the light up sneakers all the way to the present now. What sneaker best represents you now? Yeah, you know, I mean, outside of, you know, just the, the Jordan lineups and the resurgent of uh, some of the SB dunks, I mean, it's really hard to pick one. I mean, I, I love the fact that, um, you know, the Travis Scott ones actually was able to take a brand and reverse mm-hmm. the actual symbol. And they were okay with that from a branding perspective. Yeah. I, I could only imagine how much noise that made within, you know, the corporate world of America to say, Hey, we're going to take the Nike, we're going to flip it backwards and yeah. it's going to be a collab with Travis Scott and we're going to sell millions. So right away I kind of gravitated towards those, but if I had to pick like an everyday shoe that was just ultra comfortable. And if I had to take one pair with me within a small carry on, it would probably have to be the boost. And I'm speaking to the Yeezys. 
maybe not the 350 V2s, but mm -hmm. any of the other recent ones that came out. And I think um, the most recent one that I've been feeling these days are, are the Bariums. Okay. Yeah. I like those a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Tough shoe. So I, I kind of get the feeling that you like to stand out, Jimmy. Well, I don't know about that. You're probably getting the wrong impression here. <laughs> maybe we'll flip it and we'll ask you, there's an importance in standing out, but what sneaker or what moment in your sneaker career did you think to yourself that you belong to this community? Yeah, I mean, this is probably a, a few years back. And uh, again, I was traveling. Uh, I was in L.A. with my girlfriend slash wife now. Um, honestly, as a tradition, every time we get to the airport, we end up driving straight to In-N-Out Burger, mm -hmm. grabbing a few of those and getting animal style uh, fries. Um, but I was in line. And there was a whole bunch of other folks there. And I don't know if you've seen this on the road where there's this silence uh, camaraderie between uh, motorists who are, you know, within motorcycles. They drive by each other to kind of give each other that finger swag down to be like, I see your brother. Enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah. Anyways, I'm in line. There's like four or five other guys. They're wearing all these different kind of Jordan 1 colorways. I'm here with my own. I think I just had the breads on. Nothing crazy. But, you know, you had that silent moment where you have that weird gesture look at each other you look down at each other's feet and you look up you're like yes brother <laughs> i feel you <laughs> i feel you we are family the same community yeah we are family I, I dig those shoes and you know there was that silent treatment where not a lot of words were said uh -huh. but you look down and you realize that hey you know uh i, I get it um I, I feel like i'm accepted and that was kind of a, a weird slash special moment for me always hits you when you least expect it and it's the most random of spots so random yeah uh we and i dropped my burger that day which pissed me off but anyways <laughs> at least you could take that other story home like the, the exactly. what we call um on a sneaker podcast it's a it's it's a hat tip the tip of the hat even if you're not wearing the hat you just go give him the nod that's fair that's fair now that you are the general manager of StockX Canada, do you see a specific role that you have for the sneaker community? Do you want me to expand more on the question or you, you kind yeah, of get yeah, the vibe? Maybe frame, frame it up uh, a bit more. I see it as every person makes up a part of this community that we have here, the sneaker community. And whether you're trying to just grab as many sneakers as you can or you want to affect the public with being an influencer or just giving a lot of information so that the people are educated. I feel that everyone plays a role in building the community. And uh, now you having such a big role in Canada, I was wondering what kind of place do you see for yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. And you know, I think, you know, in terms of driving advocacy for the sneaker community, I think you and a number of folks who've been OGs in this game for a very long time do it very well, whether it be educating them about releases, sneakers in general, or just collaborations as a whole. I, I think for me, you know, when I, when I look at how big this role is in terms of what it represents for the sneaker community and just Canada in general, I mean, I, I really want to be that guide to help provide Canadians with accessibility, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to what maybe in their minds are unattainable drop releases, um, to your point where they're just suffering L's on a regular basis. And <laughs> it looks like there's no end to getting whatever sneaker they're looking to get because 
either inventory is not available or it's sold out within seconds. So um, we're in the midst of something great here at StockX and I'm really looking to continue to improve the user experience, drive awareness of the platform while being an advocate and just providing folks within the community transparency. And, you know, um, they don't need to look elsewhere if they're looking for a coveted sneaker that isn't available. Um, I want them to come to us as a one-stop destination, not only just for sneakers, but for streetwear, for accessories. Mm -hmm. And even just now, we're, we're even dabbling in, in the world of electronics. So, I mean, one thing I could say is, you know, being the GM of Canada, I've read all the comments. Uh, we do a ton of research. I've listened to so many different sellers and, you know, uh, it's time for us to really enhance the overall user experience for our fellow Canadians and, and truly be a, a unique experience. I like that. I like that you, you're taking the responsibility of the, the, the whole nation. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe not the whole nation, but oh, you said sneaker it. community. It's in your title, Canada. I see. I didn't see that in the job description. So how about we move into the details of StockX Canada? How does one get the idea to become the general manager of StockX Canada? How does one get the idea of becoming one? Yeah. How did you find your way to this particular spot? Yeah, for sure. I mean, outside of just truly being passionate about sneakers, I, I think the story unfolded in, in, in 2019 where, where the opportunity did become available. I mean, in my past life, Chris, I've worked for a very similar uh, business with a very similar uh, model in terms of both a buy and sell marketplace. Uh, again, at the time, it was for live events. Yeah. But when you, you really look, at, look down at a granular level in terms of the viability of the market, um, how much synergies are kind of between each other. Um, I think when I tied the two and two together with my passion for sneakers, but also just doing a little bit of research into how big or exponential this particular marketplace will be in the next three to five years, it was a no brainer for me to kind of um, pursue. Yeah. Right. Um, I think along the lines of, you know, how does one become that? Um, I think you definitely need uh, years of, uh, I, I would say communication is a key component. You're working with so many different stakeholders. And to your point, Chris, there's a lot of accountability for, you know, driving numbers, objectives, and really you're kind of the, the face of the brand in Canada. So mm -hmm. I think being able to be fairly nimble, look into insights, understand some of the trends, and really look into opportunities where you know which levers to pull mm -hmm. to drive exponential growth within a new marketplace that's expanding, this example primarily being in Canada. I get the sense that you're really like you are the right man for the job. Oh man, I would hope so. <laughs> or else I'm gonna have to run another interview. Yeah, I know. Six months down. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, what does StockX coming to Canada mean for the Canadian sneakerhead? Man, I can't tell you. This is probably where I'm the most excited. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I know you're an avid user of the platform, plus uh, many of your other colleagues. Mm -hmm. uh, I think at the high, highest level, I mean, Every time you bought and sold, uh, a lot of those items would get routed to U.S. Um, authentication centers, right, that were across the border. Yeah. So for one, us having a brick-and-mortar facility really enables customers with increased access to local supply. And I, I think the biggest component is lower fees, but also faster service, right? We have a model where within 48 hours, you have to ship the shoe out if you've sold it. And we go through an authentication process, and that gets to you within you know, two to three business days, that, that that now gets accelerated knowing that we have a facility in Toronto, we have a hub in Canada. Mm -hmm. So if you're sending out your shoes literally within the next 24 hours, 
um, with no backlogs, we're able to authenticate those and send those out at a quicker velocity. So I think those are just gravy points for, for anyone in Canada. Um, but I think the most important piece, um, you know, in terms of what it means for Canadian sneakerheads and resellers is we've just, we're going to be introducing this new all-in pricing um, feature, which is going to be rolling out as well with our launch. And, and really, this new feature significantly reduces fees um, from import duties by matching Canadian buyers with sellers. And I'll say that again, significantly reduces fees <laughs> from import duties by matching Canadian buyers with sellers. So in the past, and you know this pain point wise, you would get a text, you would get an email via DHL, or maybe it might be through your credit card membership where uh, you would incur an additional fee. And you're like, well, where, you know, I bought shoes for a hundred dollars or 200. I'm getting anywhere from $15 to $50 in taxes. Mind you, all that is controlled and also calculated by the government. Mm -hmm. Um, from a provincial and a federal level. Um, but people don't know that, right? But for us, we're going to be significantly reducing the fees. And as a seller, this will actually allow you a better opportunity to promote yourself and have more inter-country trade amongst each Absolutely. other. So it's a win-win for everyone, man. Big win, big win. I, if you want to say one more time? I can't believe you don't have that ready to go, man. We do it all uh, in-house, meaning I just say it. I just sing it out. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, got it. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll add it in the it edit. Post. No. All right. Well, I don't mind us saying it again. It's going to greatly reduce the fees for the buyer. Correct. For the buyer and for the seller, it makes it yep. more, makes everyone's life easier. Yeah. Yep. You got it. You're going to get a higher chance of being matched with another Canadian uh, buyer. So, um, oh. yeah, you know, it, it should be good overall. It should be very good overall. Yeah. Like you should be listing shoes on our site right now, Chris. I am. So if I'm a bit like, <laughs> if, if I'm not looking at you while we're talking, it's because I'm selling shoes. Okay. And don't lie to me because <laughs> I have your account open right here. I actually just sold some sneakers this past week. Okay. And I did notice a slight change. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to ask you any questions. Right, right. But I did notice the destination of the sneakers where I was being shipped to was different. Yep. Yeah. And I was cool, like, oh, some, cool. something's happening. Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to get into that after. Do you want to get into it right now? Is that an advantage? Is that like the difference of oh, no, having a I was just going to tell you where the destination oh, was. That's okay, all. okay. You mean off the pod. <laughs> right. I like off the pod secrets too, so that's fine. Because of your involvement with StockX, have you suddenly become like this expert in valuation for sneakers or like trends or what's going to be hot, what's going to be priced well or what's not going to go no man I, I think a lot of that is really dictated by the marketplace in general you okay. know you see a lot of social chatter i mean once in a while you'll have kendall jenner or kylie throw on mm. a pair of aj1s and all of a sudden the price fluctuates so really it's based off a supply demand model i mean i can put together numbers and forecasts to kind of put predictive models together to say hey we think jordan ones are going to do this over X amount of days, weeks, months, and yeah. years for Canada, but really it ultimately comes down to uh, supply demand and whether you know releases are delayed or not. Recently, there's been a shift in the perception of the word reselling. Mm -hmm. Maybe do you have like a particular point to make, or is there an opinion or a point of view that you might offer to the listeners that they might not have thought of? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would say as a, a growing trend, I, I think there's a bit more blurred lines now when you look at, you know, the suggested MSRP price of a specific item. Mm -hmm. You know, back then you would run to, you know, your local footwear store, whether it be in a local mall, factory outlet, online, and, you know, the suggested price is 220 But just based off the overall supply and demand and just limited inventory, um, the popularity of these shoes and especially the most coveted ones, you know, they just go for certain prices and it's hard to kind of dictate what those prices are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think that's uh, in contribution to uh, Gen Z um, for the most part. But I, I think in the past there was a negative connotation because they felt like people were trying to cheat the system. Yeah. They were trying to one up. But, um, you know, I think overall um, a lot of those, especially now um, in the late 2018s, 1920s, um, there's more blurred lines between um, what that is and, I think it's more acceptance now, accepted now um, within our culture. I've had a friend mention to me that the reselling is adding value to your sneakers. Like without that portion of it, your your sneakers wouldn't have as much value. Yeah, I mean, it would probably just stay flat as 250. Um, yeah. You know, on our platform, you got that portfolio where, you know, for every single shoe you either sell or have, um, we spit out a predictive model of what that evaluation could look like based off your brand, your size, um, the sneaker you own to kind of give you uh, a fair price uh, marketplace to be like, Hey, you got these 50 pairs. They're probably worth about, you know, 50 G's. I'm just throwing a yeah. figurative number out there. I appreciate the platform because it gives me all the information. The thing I dislike the most is the not knowing part. And if you're telling me right now that there's going to be an all in one pricing, for Canadian buyers, then that's it. Like it, that solves my problem. So I'm very yeah. happy, very excited about that board. That's awesome. I'm here. And I think everyone <laughs> should feel as happy as you are. And, you know, the whole idea is um, there are going to be no surprises at mm -hmm. the door. You're not going to get hit with any additional fee. Um, so, you know, we're really excited to roll that out. And, and really for us, just to your last point, I mean, the problem that we solve right now is for access, right? If you're looking yeah. for, particular product that's not available through traditional retail channels. You and I know, as well as the majority of our customers know that they can count on us. We'll have it top quality, verified, authentic, no ifs, ands, or but about it. You know, you mm -hmm. purchase from us, everything's guaranteed to be tried, true, and everything gets sent out to you within a few days and you're a happy customer. Very happy. So I got to say it is exciting and long anticipated. And if I can allow myself to speak for the whole sneaker community of Canada, welcome StockX Canada. Yeah, baby. We're excited. <laughs> Very excited. We are here. Jimmy, thank you for joining us today and taking the time. I have to imagine that you're a really busy guy leading yeah. up to the big day. Pretty busy. Yeah. You want to tell the people where they can find you on the socials? Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll start off with the overall corporate handles, mm -hmm. obviously StockX sneakers or the other handle is StockX, but otherwise, if you want to reach out to me, send me a private DM. It's Jimmy Offshore, no spaces. Hit me up on IG. And uh, you can download and listen to the Sneaker People Pod on the Sneaker Podcast channel anywhere podcasts are broadcast. Be sure to follow us at the Sneaker People Pod and myself at Christopher.shoot on the Instagram. Big thank you to our guest, Jimmy Offshore from StockX Canada. Big things are happening in Canada. Big things, big Canada. Things. Big things. Yes. Join us next time for an interview with another interesting sneaker person. Thank you very much. Peace out.